Are you ready? is up everyone it is me your favorite actor mark schwan here for an episode of shot of wrestling michael j putty is not here he's at some third cousin's wedding i think i have no idea he's just not here let's move on with our lives because most importantly i have his replacement well not for you know the entirety yeah. of the shot of wrestling but you know for for this episode at least Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for a dear friend of mine. I have known him actually from before our wrestling days. Yeah. Now we are in the wrestling world together. He is the owner of Kevin Wood Productions. He is a fucking dynamite of a filmographer. I fucking love this dude. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kevin Wood. Hey, thank you, sir. Uh, I can't believe we're coming up on eight years since the first time I met you. That's uh, wild. Is that real? That's not yeah, true. yeah. I can tell it was June of 2016. We were on the set. Can I say what the TV show was that that I met you on? Yeah, yeah. Met you on Mark Schuon. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Alternatino for uh, I think at the time it was a Comedy Central. It was Comedy Central short. because I, yeah. I think it was before it was even on the air. Uh, and I was wearing my uh Cactus Jack shirt, and you came over to me, and you were like, "I fucking love your shirt." And uh, that start was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And then fast forward, I think we also uh, went to an NXT show at one point, which we I, did. I, I meant to tell we did. We did. It was the night before uh, SummerSlam 2016. It was my first NXT yeah. show. Yes, we were singing along to uh, Glorious, the, the Bobby, oh, Bobby Glorious. song, yes. and, and the Shinsuke song too. I think did Shinsuke win the, the, the title that night? He did. He yes. did. Yes. A lot of great things happened that night. Uh, and uh, I was at the Barclays last week and was literally sitting in those exact same seats. I, I meant to actually. No actually, way. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Um, I went to a Doja Cat concert there. Not not SmackDown. I went to a Doja Cat concert. Um, um, you know what's so funny? You bring up uh, Alter- Alternito, like how we first met. So remember, like, I, was a, I played um, a henchman. Right. Yes. yes. And th- there was another henchman, uh, Jaime. Do you remember mm-hmm. him? The, the other actor. I, I like do me. remember. I do remember. Him. I don't remember him like specifically, but I remember that the, that there was you were one of the two. So fast forward to today, we actually uh, wrapped and actually we, we finished. Uh, the editing is done. Uh, we produced a film together with Nicholas Turturro. Oh my god! Oh my! <laughs> oh my god! It's called Vampire for Hire. Uh, we're looking to hit the film festival. I'm allowed to talk about it now since the strike is over. Um, but it was a SAG interim agreement. So either way, I could talk about it. Just, everything's done. 
Uh, it's on my IMDb actually now. Uh, it's coming out 2024, and it's going to be hitting film festivals fairly soon. So I'm excited IMDb. about it. Well, yes, please like make sure to let everybody know uh, on here and, and 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 everywhere else, and obviously let me know. Like, oh, let me know like if there's if it's at like a festival in the city. Like, I I will be there. Hopefully, uh, Tribeca, dude. Honestly, I I saw this thing, and I'm I'm in it as well, and so is he. Um, film looks amazing. I'm not just saying that because it's, it's something I did. It's easily the best thing, uh, best movie I produced for sure. Um, awesome. You know, not a knock on any directors I've worked with before in the past, but this is just amazing. I'm thrilled about this. I'm excited to actually talk about it right now because uh, it's real. Many times, like, is this is this real? Is this really happening? It's real. It's done. Uh, so the final cut of it. But it's so funny. Full circle, man. Like, you know, I know. The, the three of us all met on the same set and <laughs> still connected. It was, yes, it was in like, I want to say it was at a studio in like East New York or Bushwick. Yes. Or somewhere, somewhere like it was right in there. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. And then fast forward to now, like we are colleagues in in the wrestling industry. I mean, right. kind we, of. Although it's been it's been a little bit since since we had a show together. Well, actually, no, not really, because because uh, over we the are. summer, yeah, dude, of course. Um, and that's funny because when we met, we weren't in the wrestling world, but we we're fans no. of wrestling. But we were both not in the world at all, not involved. And here we are today, like managing the BCW Women's Champion, Vicious Vicky. What's up? And you doing your thing, dude. Your videos are amazing, by the way. I always put you Thank over you. as much as I can. Uh, uh, I talk to promotions at the loudest mountaintop possible. I yes. hire this man. It's on them if they don't. But <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm well aware, and you have been uh, since I started doing this. Um, one of, if not my like loudest supporter, definitely like one of them. Uh, so, and I'm not just saying that to 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 be nice or anything like that. Like, I would say like you and like the takeover guys have been like. I guess you could say like my biggest fans, my biggest sort of supporters. So I, I very much appreciate that. Well, uh, it's, it's not even because like we're friends. We are friends. And yeah. I always support my friends, but like you are actually talented. <laughs> like I, 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 I wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't true. I, I appreciate that. And hopefully uh, by the time this comes out, I have a couple of projects that I'm sort of in the middle of producing that I'm pretty excited about. So uh yeah, the the Kevin Wood on 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 Instagram. Check it out, folks. Killer new logo, by the way. Love it. But thank you. Yeah, Kevin, we can go on and on about like our journey, our paths together, but that's not what the people want to hear. Exactly. We're boring them already with our story. I'm sure. Let's get into wrestling, the nitty-gritty of it all. Lots of news this past week, a lot of which kind of stem from CM Punk. You know, CM Punk had that big promo. On Monday Night Raw, saying that he's home. Yep. Also, he made mention of his wife, which got a lot of people talking. Crispy Wrestling is one of them at Crispy Wrestling. AJ Lee, number 30 at the Royal Rumble? I think yes, dot, dot, dot. Listen, I'm a big fan of AJ Lee. I think a lot of people are, and they'd be stoked to see this happen. What do you think? I mean, uh, this had to be approved from from higher-ups, from the name dropper. You think like this is coming? Will we see the return of AJ Lee? Um, first off, and we'll, I'll expand on this later. Uh, CM Punk has a tendency to just 
take over like all of the wrestling news uh news flow whenever he does anything especially when he comes back um i don't think that we'll see her and this is my own opinion i might be wrong i don't think we'll necessarily see her as an as an in-ring performer because i feel like she would have she would have kept doing it in some form or fashion if Mm. she physically could what wasn't there something about like her saying that she had neck problems now granted we're in a day and age where people have to retire from neck neck problems and then they come back five to ten years later and they're and they go on the best of their career yeah who needs a who needs a neck um i just i was watching some clips of her if you guys have ever seen there's a clip of her paul Heyman, and cm punk where paul Heyman like proposes to her it's amazing and uh you i forgot just like how good of a performer that she was and i was like I don't know about her as an in-ring performer. I don't know if she would physically want to, but as just some sort of like an on-air personality, she'd be great. And as somebody that's not a fan of the current like GM setup that they have going, I guess Nick Aldis is fine, but what's his name on Raw? Not a fan of. I saw that and I was just like, oh, AJ Lee is the general manager of Raw, or if she was to come back as the general manager of like NXT, yes. Well, that's the thing. I mean, AJ Lee, she's she's done it before and she crushed it. I feel like no matter what role she was given in WWE, she crushed it. You know, that's just what she does. And she's, I know she helped bring back Wow, right? She was a big part of that. Uh, She's not anymore, right? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I know that there were, there were lots of high hopes for it and there were some, you know, I know like Tessa Blanchard was involved in it. At one oh, point. Well, yeah, involved in it at one point. I, d- to be honest, uh, apologies to the to to the Wow fans. Uh, I have not followed what's been going on at Wow. Uh, a well, lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling going on right now. Like, you know, oh, yeah. unfortunately, a promotion or two might take a hit from it. Wow, being unfortunately one of them. Hey, listen, friends of the show, they are on there. Good for them. They're crushing it. That's true. Um, but nothing but love for Wow and the woman over there. But AJ Lee, going back to the point ahead, you brought up an interesting point though. Like you know, it's been how long since she left WWE? Like, how many promotions have grown since then? And we have yeah. yet to see AJ Lee back in the ring. I I don't know, man. Like because like easily she could have fit in AEW. Hell, she could have fit in TNA at that time or Impact. Now, well, back to TNA soon. Um, she could have wrestled in WoW, which she was a part of NWA, yeah. Indies. So she's had options, and like I'm sure, if like she had the interest to do so, any one of them would have taken her on. Did she fall out of love of wrestling? Maybe, you know. I, 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 I would say never say never. I know it's such a cliche saying, but obviously with CM Punk back in WWE, that that's truer now than ever. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if we did see an appearance of AJ Lee. At the Royal Rumble, possibly. Yeah, you know, it's possible. Or, or and and that, would be, that would be a big deal. Uh, she would get a huge reaction. I would say, look, I, I think that she's almost definitely going to going to make some sort of an on-screen appearance that's more than just a one-off. I just am curious. like. But then again, to, we didn't see her on-screen at all in any capacity at AEW. Is true. it because oh. it got toxic over there, you think? With the relationship with Steampunk Punk, or because uh, that I seems mean, to sour possible. real fast. It, it's it is possible. It's also possible that maybe there were contractual things with Wow where she couldn't 
appearance. Ah, uh, yeah, that's um, true. And that that is something. Uh, wow, like, definitely had some stuff. Like I know from from like you know from the world in indies, like Wow had some interesting things with their contract. Yeah, and Wow did have. I mean, it had a legitimate financial back. Uh, what's her name of the 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 owner of the Lakers? Right? Is it Genie Bus? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think. I think that one of the owners of the Lakers had like a significant financial stake in it so it wouldn't shock me if they were able to have like a legitimate like non-compete you can't appear on anywhere else like i, I don't know um yeah that, i mean like that... especially with aj's name like i know there was a case like where a wrestler couldn't even be mentioned as a wrestling name of wow in another it was it was a weird thing yeah. um so there, there could be something to that for sure but hey, I mean, as far as we know, I don't think AJ Lee is part of WoW anymore. Yeah, it seems I like she's a free agent. And, could, and could the stars aligning? Could, could, could be. be. It could be. And if, if she did come back, it would be a huge reaction. And I think that she would fit in. It, it, it's kind of, it's it's a shame that she kind of missed, she like just missed like the horsewomen. Uh, her last match on Raw, the last match that she had, uh, she was wearing like a, a shirt, a, a Bailey shirt. So it'd be interesting to see her get mixed up with with Bailey and Charlotte and Becky and this new Poor generation man. of women. Yeah, yeah, plenty uh, of plenty of possible matchups, man. Like it, it'll be it'll be awesome to see. But moving on, uh, Royal Rumble's right around the corner, so maybe. Uh, but there's a lot more stuff to talk about here, Kevin. Let's get into it with Jade Cargill, Russell oh, Pierce man. at Russell Pierce. This is a PW Insider report. Jade Cargill is not usually at the WWE PC every day, but she has been spending one to two days a week there, and that is the current plan going forward. There's no official date for her to come up to the main roster or even appear regularly in NXT. WWE sees her as a strong talent for the future and are no rush to get her into her first storylines. Now, a lot of people are talking about this. You know, why haven't we seen Jade Cargill yet? You know, like, you know, we, we, we've they made a big deal about her signing, shown glimpses of her, but still nothing yet. And it's been a couple months now. Yeah. Now, now this, this report that came out, uh, should WWE be concerned that Jade Cargill isn't ready yet? Because that's what it seems like, that she's not ready. She's definitely not ready in some kind of capacity. You could see that from her AEW work. She very much, in my opinion, uh, plateaued. Um, I don't know. Oh, that's a strong word. Yeah. Now someday I'm going to work with her and I'm going to get kicked in the face for this. Just watch. But I just, I just felt like, I don't know if it was the way that she was booked in AEW or if it was just like her own abilities, but it, it felt like she was on like, like a very specific incline. And then once she got the TBS title, it felt like they didn't know what to do with her next. Um, and I think some of that might be due to her still being, I mean, she's only been wrestling for like two and a half, three years. And, and I think also WWE saying that like, they're not in a rush to, to, to force her to do anything actually gives me hope because I feel like WWE has a long track record of hyping people when they come in and trying to force it way, way, way too early. And those people just not working out the, the one that comes to, to mind for me is Sin Cara way back when like the original Sin Cara where they were they they wanted to hype this guy as the next like big star the next the next Ray Mysterio and meanwhile this guy didn't speak English 
and he was struggling to communicate with these guys in the ring and everyone was like what i thought this guy was supposed to be the like this superstar and and, and he's making all these mistakes and it's just they set him up to fail and i would hope that they don't do that to jade because i i think that they signed her because they were like holy shit this this person has star written all over. She, she, yes, this is easily, I would say, AEW's biggest star that they had. Um, yeah. And I would include MJF in that category just because she's done everything that a star is supposed to do. Literally everything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the way that this signing is and uh, what's going on here at the PC and the development, I one can't help but think about the whole Gable uh, Stevenson. Steph, uh, hey, yeah, Gable uh, Stevenson? situation they, yes. they they that was a huge deal they they hyped the shit out of it and they wound up being nothing now obviously jade cargill has more sports entertainment experience than gable yes um and i know some fans they'll, they'll knock her ability which i think is unwarranted honestly i think she did a very fine job at aw doing what she had to do she fit the role she honestly like she she screams wwe talent more than aw oh 100 percent uh, the whole time she was in AEW, I remember thinking that that like it was so weird because it felt like this was like a WWE person. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, by the way, let me just say when I said plateaued, I don't necessarily mean like her own personal ability, but it just felt like they didn't know what to do with her next. Like storyline, I'm talking about. Yes, and yeah. Triple I H kind of like... also like talking the talent was Triple H kind of alluded to when uh, during his um during the press conference that like seems like they it felt like aw didn't necessarily teach her the right tools yeah if you're I, reading between the lines in that yeah and some of that might be like wwe's own sort of branding thing right right you that's know? yeah and i could i I mean, we we have to see, and I think it's one of those things that it's like a double-edged sword when they sign somebody and they're just like, oh my God, this person's going to be this, that, or whatever. And sometimes they turn into Kurt Angle and sometimes, yeah, like Gable. I mean, Gable Stevenson's a little different because I think he had some some sort of like personal life type of stuff that was a little unsavory that might have affected it. If he like gone from WWE... um. I don't no, know. Also, I there was like the whole Kane Velasquez thing too. That was also a big deal. That wound up being nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I I would hope to say like Jade Cargill is not that. I I I don't think this is going to amount to nothing. You know, yeah. Jade Cargill. Like she just she looks the part, and she we know she can go. Uh, yeah. I I it sounds like WWE Triple H is saying like they, they want to make sure she's ready, but the thing is ready for what? It seems like they they want to push her to the moon. You know, I guess that's what push ready for what is, right? Yeah. And I I mean, I think it's another thing too, where it's it's a little like they don't know they they probably see her as a future main event talent, but they also might be saying to themselves, like, hey, she's not quite ready for that yet. Also, like I said, I think that there is a there is a history of them sometimes bringing these people in and hyping them up like crazy and kind of setting them up for failure. Uh, and maybe there's just something that they see in her that they're kind of like, mm, let's hang on. Also, there's a chance that they're just gonna, they're, they're kind of taking their time with her and that we start to see her get sprinkled in more and more towards mania. And they're trying not to let her just get like lost in the shuffle, you know? 
right. which is entirely it, a thing that can happen before, especially when you're in like the WrestleMania season. And it definitely seems like they're looking to bypass NXT altogether with her. Because otherwise, so we'd see her develop in real time in NXT. Uh, so it seems like they have really grandiose plans with her. I yeah. can't wait to see her finally make her in-ring debut for WWE. Uh, fans are going to go nuts for that, just like when AJ Lee comes back, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on here, Kevin, we got more news to talk about. We're going into AEW. Britt Baker made a splash during AEW Dynamite when she made this tweet right here. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, at Real Britt Baker. Tonight's AEW Dynamite, MJF live promo time, seven minutes. Christian Cage live promo time, 10 minutes. All of 2023 AEW Dynamite, Britt Baker live promo time, zero minutes. This got a lot of people talking. And it's true. Britt Baker, she is a phenomenal talent. She's great in the mic. People love her. DMD. Obviously, for a reason. Um, does this say to you that is there a chance that she's like unhappy with AEW and that she could possibly move on to WWE? You think? I mean, she's clearly unhappy with AEW. Like, first off, if 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 that stat is true, then could you blame her for for being unhappy there? I mean, two years ago, I was at the uh, AEW show when CM Punk initially debuted and. AW, the person that got the second biggest reaction of the whole show was Britt Baker. And it felt like in 2020 and especially 2021, she was like, like they said something at one point where they were just like, she should be considered one of the pillars. And I agree uh, uh, for the time, at least. And it she feels was like the like, face of the company. Yeah. And it feels like somewhere. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know if it's the, the second round of the feud that she had with thunder rosa or something feels like somewhere along the line she lost all her heat i think that maybe the the injury to jamie hater uh affected things because it felt like they had a very specific plan for that and when hater got hurt they kind of put it all on the back burner i think this is also it also kind of brings up two other problems for AEW, or at least the crit critiques that they get a lot which is a them not capitalizing on people and let and having all these stars and not using them properly for weeks or months at a time a and b them maybe not booking the women's division as well as they should and i think that those are legitimate critiques no yeah I, I, i'm trying to think about this like she's saying all year all of 2023 did Sarah, when does saria come back did she come back in 2022 or 2023 2022 she would have come back uh I want to say at the at the New York show in right. September 2022. Because yeah, I remember they they had some great exchanges back and forth. So zero zero mic time, zero live promo time is is here on AW Dynamite. So I, you know, I could have sworn I've heard Britt Baker speak one point, but it could have been taped. It could have been on AW Rampage, Collision, Pay Per View. Yeah. But you know, not the flagship show, AEW Dynamite. I mean, that's that's wild. That's a waste of talent right there. And, and you're right, yeah. there's a lot of talent here. I mean, they keep on signing more and more former WWE people, indie people, the uh, New Japan people. Uh, they, I think, there is a mismanagement of talent and time. That that's what it seems to be. And like you know, if you oversaturate your roster with all this talent with lack of TV time, and you're getting better with TV time with AEW Collision now being a third show. But uh, in, in ROH, I guess, to a degree, 
but I, you know, you, you, Britt Baker, like someone that was what's considered the face of the company, one of the pillars, not utilizing one of her strengths, which is her promo yeah. skills. That's a shame. That's that's negligence. Exactly. And again, it, it comes back to I've seen a lot of critiques, especially for like the women's division and some of the decisions that they've made with them of who to feature and whatever. And I think that this is like a like a I won't say it's like a small part of it, but it feels like it's more than a small part of it because, yeah, like that is your that is like but then it's like this is aw we're talking about and i want to say that she's like their flat one of their flag bearers but one of their former flag bearers is the top star in wwe right now so it's it's we're we're in a we're in a weird time wrestling how do you think Britt baker would do in wwe do you think she would go if her contract was up oh I don't know. I mean, it, uh, I think that she could do fine. I think there's one of two things. Either A, WWE would bring her in and bury her and wouldn't care. And she would wind you up in the same would bury her? No, I'm not saying they would, but I could see a scenario like that. But then I could also see a scenario where she goes and they're like, let's not try to fix what's broken. Let's give her some some mic time. Let's give let's let her like get a, let's give her a little bit of a push and see where it goes. I don't necessarily think that she would walk in and get like the Cody treatment where they were just like, this is our biggest star now. She would have to kind of work her way up the card, but I could see it. I could see her going and, 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 and being fine. I just think that for her leaving AEW, first off, like I think part of the reason she's in AEW is so that she can still like have her practice, um, uh, her dental practice. Yeah. Uh, and also her boyfriend husband fiance or her and adam cole i'm assuming they're still together uh is is there yeah but that uh, that, that, that tends to not matter that much we've seen plenty of people be on wwe aw there together though that's that, true. that doesn't that's matter true. as much uh but then also it's like again like i, I want to say that this is a person that's been like the face of the company at times and one of the originals but then Again, the one of the founders of the company is one of WWE's top stars right now. So we're in a wrestling world where that doesn't matter. It doesn't, and I, I, I don't know. I, I would refuse to believe WWE would bury her. I think that's bad business because they they want to treat AW talent coming over as good as possible. And we've seen that happen before here, uh, and it could pave the door open for many other AW talent that are crushing it over there and it could probably do better in wwe for all we know yeah. but moving on here kevin uh that is actually hit for the news but still plenty left tv to talk about oh well cm punk made his return to wwe if you didn't what? know now you know <laughs> i thought i turned off survivor series and everything was the same as i left it right no you're wrong uh well a lot of stuff happened as a result of it uh including cm punk Making a, a, a promo, uh, doing a promo on Monday Night Raw, something that we thought we'd never see. Him saying that we're home, that he's home, blew everyone's mind. Let's, let's get into this. Adam, Gil- Adam Goldberg here, at Adam Goldberg 28. Seth Rollins called CM Punk a hypocrite. CM Punk cuts a wipe the slate clean, I'm home promo, proving Seth's point. Says he's making money, not friends, as he grins into the camera as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Great touch. Uh, something is going to happen soon so we all saw the aftermath Seth Rollins screaming fuck you to, to CM Punk at the end of Survivor Series going berserk 
Uh, Seth Rollins has made it known that he's not a fan of CM Punk. Are you buying the heat with CM Punk and, and Seth no. Rollins here? Do you think it's this is real work. or it's a work? It's a work. It's all a work. Everything is a work. The whole world, all of life is a work. Except for some reason, CM Punk and the Young Bucks was not a work. The one thing that, that I wished was a work was somehow not a work. Of course it's a work, especially the way that like Rollins was so over the top with it. Like, stop. Like the whole the re- you know why he did that? So that we could have this conversation right now. It's a work. It's a work. Of course it's a work. Seth Rollins is like the most company like like I do not doubt that like Rollins and other people in WWE are legitimately kind of like hesitant about having punk around. We just need to look at punk's last like 10 years. Uh, but I also think that, like, the idea that all the stuff that he's saying about punk, it, like, come on, it's a work. Of course, it's a fucking work. Like, come on, come on, guys. Everybody relax. Like, no. This does go back. This does go back to when, even when CM Punk was signed at AW, uh, I think it was around SummerSlam time, maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, Seth Rollins was interviewed by someone. It was like a social media thing when asked about CM Punk. And Seth Rollins had choice words to say as well. So, like, you know, there does seem to be heat there. But, listen, there was heat when Matt Hardy and Edge feuded with each other in WWE when there was a real-life affair going on with Lita. Uh, but money was made from that. Yes. You know, like, uh, countless times we've seen people that don't like, hey, recent events, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have said publicly that they do not like each other but yet they had some damn good matches and made money together yeah the, the same could be said that's true here you know seth rollins listen I, i've heard some things about him that like you know he does rub people the wrong way hey guess what cm punk very similar it's what? very possible rub people the wrong way what <laughs> yeah i know wild what are you talking but, but like you know what to say about two people are similar yeah Right. Yes. So it is very possible that they really do not like each other. But yet, it's also still possible. Both things can be true. This could also still be a work. Oh, 100%. It's it's a work. Seth Rollins, when he sees CM Punk, he doesn't see a guy that he hates. You know what he sees? Dollar signs, bro. He sees merchandise. He sees a main event of WrestleMania that they're probably going to get, right? Like, like I was totally unexcited about a Seth Rollins and CM Punk match until all this shit ha- started happening. And I was just like, all right, fine, let's do this. Let's see where this goes. You know, hopefully this plays out in a great storyline in front of the camera and not some ridiculous, like, dramatic bullshit behind the camera. Um, you know, but also like this company is, it's a different company. So, you know, like hopefully it plays out differently and yeah, like it just, uh, the whole point of this, like I keep saying is so that we have this conversation. How many of these conversations are happening across the, the, the wrestling fandom? I'm sure plenty. Now the question is, does this happen at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia or does it happen at the Royal Rumble, uh, somewhere in between? Because there's also talks about CM Punk possibly facing Stone Cold. That's on the table. That's got to be a WrestleMania match. 
oh man i mean kevin circa 2011 12 13 that was my dream match dude like i still like imagine how that would play off play play out in my head and stuff like that my friend jason and i we used to talk about that like constantly uh and you know it's it's if they were to do that they could obviously pull it off now and that would be uh, it'd be like the last like true dream match when you think about it right yeah the like, last possible dream match yeah yeah the at the very least like the last possible of folks from stone cold's era um you know uh yeah that would be incredible and and i don't know i think it just depends on where they want to go for me um uh, austin obviously proved that he can he can come back and have a match a couple years ago uh and and it just if I, i guess the question is is what what match would make more money seth rollins versus punk or stone cold versus punk Right. And like, yeah, hey, listen, you have two huge PLEs coming up between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. You could obviously take advantage of both, have one be at one, have one be at the other, and you can make a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on, though, we could talk all day about CM Punk. We'd have a whole podcast dedicated to CM Punk, but we do not. It is a shot of wrestling. We cover all forms of wrestling here, uh, including AEW, which we're about to get into now. Speaking of rivalries, Huge rivalry going over there. It's very entertaining. We have Edge and Christian. Oh, I'm sorry. Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. Yeah. Russell Ops at Russell Ops. Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage for the TNT Championship is officially set for AW Dynamite at the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec next week. Their first match since 2010. That promo, man, between them both. Amazing. This The storytelling has been absolute gold since Adam Copeland made his debut in AW. But I got to ask you, Kevin. Who gets more credit for this? Is it Adam or is it Christian? It's Christian. Christian's been the one that's been killing it. Uh, when did he turn on Jungle Boy? Was it like a year ago, over a year ago? Uh, he's the one that's been coming out and just cutting just the most insane, absurd promos. Uh, I will play like some, some, some of his highlights to friends of mine who are non-wrestling fans. And they're like, what did he just say? Uh, he's doing the best character work of his career by far, which is kind of saying a lot. Um, you know, Adam Copeland is fine, but it just it's it's a little awkward on on his part for me, just because it feels like he's still Edge, but we can't call him Edge. It feels like he hasn't uh, evolved past being like the exact same guy he was when he was in WWE. He's like the exact same character and everything. Well, what, what did you expect though? I mean, you can't you can't use the name, but like you know, he's still the same. Like. He's a rated R superstar. I mean, yeah. Although it's still a little weird to me that they're doing the "you think you know me" thing when he comes out. Like, like you could change the song like a little bit, you know. Uh, I don't know. That's me being. That's me kind of nitpicking, though. Really, you change the song? Like, I, I would just. I wouldn't keep change the what song. Works. Here's the thing: I would not change the song. I would change the opening of his song because the "you think you know me" that's not the the WWE drop is just it's it's weird to me. It's just weird. Just just. Just cut to the cut to his song right away, or find some other sort of like a like an intro or something. As like for that, possibly, and I might be I might be nitpicking here. Look, the point of the, the actual question is is who deserves more credit? To me, for the uh, rivalry, for the, making this rivalry so successful. Yeah, yes, and to me, the the weight of the rivalry rests on the character work that Christian Cage has been doing, 
And I feel like if, if Christian were not, you know, if, if, if Adam Copeland was, came back and they were feuding with the Hardys again, we would be looking at this and we'd be like, what are they doing? Like what? Because, because it wouldn't be the same, you know? And if Christian was, did not have the run that he's on right now, uh, I think people would be like, why are they running this WWE feud on AEW? But they're not. And it feels like we're getting to see, uh, we're getting to see what WWE wouldn't let us see, which in some ways kind of what AEW is there for. Right. I mean, hell, they dropped the F bomb a couple times throughout this series here, uh, uncensored on on Adam Copeland's part. Yeah. It's wild, actually. Uh, It was like, Oh my god. Oh wow. He said fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean like interesting point that like, Christian's 50 years old, man. Like and and he's doing the best work of his career right now. Uh I have to agree with what you're saying. I mean, Adam Copeland, it's not like he without Adam Copeland, this doesn't work, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously big name, like Obviously, the story is there between the two. They, I, I'm glad they're actually putting it together right there because it's, it's just been an elephant in the room. If, if like you know, Adam decided to feud with someone else when we first started off, right? Yes. Um, and it, it just makes sense. I feel like though, like Adam's kind of got the easiest part of the job here in this rivalry because you know he's got the wow factor. He's a new guy. He's a shiny new toy. He's been incredibly over through most of his career. And, and Christian, yes. I hate to say, he's kind of been living in the shadow of adam successful in his own right but not as successful yes so th- exactly there's all this work so at, christian is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here and he's doing so with make it look like easy work when it's not yes christian you know, like, was always scotty pippen to copeland yeah. slash edges michael jordan that's yeah. what it was. uh he was not marty Janetti, he was scotty pippen and now we're we're at a point in, in in their careers where I feel like Copeland's kind of trying to kind of figure out maybe what he's going to evolve into, and Christian is fully fully who he needs to be and who he is and who he's maybe probably would have always wanted to be in his in his career. Uh, I don't think that AEW is in the business of just like putting WWE stars on on their TV just just to get the the WWE nostalgia pop and that's, uh, that's they, they kind of do though they kind of do that yes, but in, know, this, but... in this case so it, it's but this is the this best extent. this is the best story to have going easily a hundred percent and to me uh Christian Cage is the be- doing the best character work not just of his career but of anybody in the company oh I, I it's it's hard to debate that uh well I would probably say Tony Storm is definitely up there for sure but you know I Hey, great point. Uh, yeah. Real fast, before we move on to the next subject, who wins? Uh, call it right now, Copeland or Christian? Christian, because I think they're going to extend the feud. Uh, I don't know. Actually, probably uh, probably Copeland, actually, now that I think about it. I also didn't realize it's at the Bell Center, the uh, the home of the uh, the Montreal Screwjob. Great. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, it could be a story there. Could be a story there. Uh, yeah, you know, I... I got to go with Christian this one. I think, you know, based on what you said, there's going to be a screw job going on of some sorts. Uh, maybe Dick Wayne come back, kill switch, or maybe someone new. Uh, put the screw job on Adam, and this will extend the storyline. That's what I think. 
we shall yes. see. M- moving on now into, hey, I don't think we've actually really fully covered this subject here in Shot of Wrestling, not the recent memory. I'm honored to do it with you, my friend. Let's go into Ring of Honor. Oh, interesting. Big storyline there. Athena, Billy Starks, been crushing as a team. Well, they were a team until this past Thursday. Drain, drain Maker, excuse me, at Drain. Oh, I've used this name before. Drain Bamagger. Butcher every time. This is 100% the best American woman's wrestling story of the year. The fact that it's been precisely crafted for many, many months. Billy Starks finally standing up to Athena and main eventing final battle is the perfect payoff for this feud and a pass on the torch moment. Couldn't agree more here. Billy Starks, 18-year-old's phenomenon, been under the wing of Athena for quite some time here as an ROH Women's Champion. Now they're going to be butting heads at, at this next ROH pay-per-view here or PLE, whatever you want to call it uh question is will billy starks be the one to dethrone athena for the ring of honor women's championship uh i hope so because to me uh athena should should be on AEW. like she's doing the best character work of her career and also doing some of the best character work of anyone in any of the companies right now legitimately and- badass I mean, we were there. We were at the Ring of Honor show in 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 July with Samira. Shout out to Samira uh, against Willow and Nightingale, and we we all thought Willow was going to win. Yeah, yeah, and everyone, I would say that like the energy in that in that building for that match was it was intense. Everyone's on their feet. Everyone was on their feet. Exactly. Uh, it's one of the honestly, it's one of the better live matches that I've ever gotten to see. It was so much fun, and uh, I, I I at the time. Time, I remember Prince thinking, Nana, working us up with tickets, by the way. Yes, thank you. Shout out to Prince Nana. Um, and uh, I think that at the time I thought Willow was going to win because, again, I was like, uh, Athena's doing this amazing work on, you know, no offense to Ring of Honor, but I feel like Ring of Honor is the junior, should be treated as like the junior varsity team. It's their NXT. Exactly. Uh, and you know, and she's been doing great work. She's also done work with uh, is is Christina Marie a friend of the show? Uh, friend of yes. friend of ours, yes, Christina Marie, Marie and, and many many other uh, indie stars at the moment. Uh, and Athena's been killing it. But I also am sort of like, okay, that's great that she's doing it there. Now, can we take this and put it on, like I said, the varsity team? And I feel like if if not. If not now, then when? Mm. You know. Well, but then, like, then again, I feel like we said the same with Will Nightingale. Though we all oh, thought yeah. that she was going to be the one to win it because we all we, we felt Athena's ready for next level for quite some time. And you know, maybe I mean, for all we know, this could be Athena soon. Maybe she wants to be in Ring of Honor. Maybe she wants to be the face over there. You know, she recently called out Eddie Kingston too in that same promo that night. Um, you know, she she said very well. I mean, this this is her company. She takes great pride in Ring of Honor. So, you That's know, we're true. we're assuming that she wants to go to AEW do her thing, but, like, you know, she could very well be very happy being the woman in the face of Ring of Honor. I uh, also, I, I guess now that I think about it, they, they did bring in Ronda Rousey recently, and it seemed like they teased them uh, doing something more uh, down the road. So it, there's a chance that that's, that's what's coming next. Maybe, maybe Ronda Rousey did recently say in TMZ that she is not under AEW contract. She's focused on being a mom. 
we shall see what happens with there. I mean, it's TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I think working, Billy Starks. What are you talking about? What's that? Oh, people work in TMZ. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Well, anywho, um, Billy Starks, so phenomenal wrestler. I, I, I am so happy for her to get this opportunity at AW Ring of Honor, uh, showcasing what she can do. Kill it in the indies all throughout. Uh, young kid, up and comer, she's got it. You know, like whatever it is, she's got it. And uh, already at the young age of 18, so sky is the limit for her, for sure. Uh, what an opportunity for her to get to, you know, to possibly beat Athena. Because she, yeah. if, if, if she, if, if it's not her, then who, right? Exactly. And, I don't know. I mean, like Ring of Honor brings in plenty of people from the Indies, so it might be someone else. Maybe it's someone else coming down from AEW. Who knows? But like, I I just don't know where where Billy Starks would go from there. You know what I mean? Like, Will Will Nightingale had plenty of opportunities to do whatever afterwards after the loss with Athena, so he didn't necessarily hurt yeah. her. But like Billy Starks, it's like, well, she was so in, intertwined with Athena. What happens to her next? You know, yeah. she's too good of a talent for her to just drop down after that. Yes. And and also, if you're going to have a strong reign, like you're giving Athena, isn't the point of it to build somebody up? And if it's not this person that you've been telling the story with for for however long, like then then who's it going to be? Like, it just feels like if not this match, uh, eventually she's going to be the one to to dethrone her. I just am curious of like, is it going to be this next match? Is it going to be a match in the future? Like, right. uh, and if, if, if Athena loses to Billy Starks, like it doesn't hurt Athena at all. I don't think. I, I not think at if anything, all. If, if anything, it just Billy Starks knows Athena better than anyone else because she's been under a wing for so long. So they, they play that up. Athena could still be an absolute badass, and then you know compete for the TBS title or for the AEW Women's Championship or exactly. whatever. You know, exactly. I think there's a lot of different ways to go here. Where I, I think it. it a, a loss hurts Billy more than it hurts Athena. Yes, I I 100% agree. I guess the the one wrinkle that I wonder is is if you're if you're them do you do you want to extend this feud or is it like all right now the the iron's hot like strike here. Very well said. I mean, uh, yeah, you know what? Though? If there's money to be made, they'll do it. Moving on though to SmackDown. Hey, there's a big acquisition happened here tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. Can you see this one? Of course. I, I watched it uh, before we hopped on. WrestleOps at WrestleOps. Randy Orton has chosen to sign with SmackDown after much debate between Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis. Oh, who would land the Viper? And Randy Orton says, you can call Roman Reigns and you can tell him daddy's back. Hell of a line by Orton. But the question is for you, Kev, is SmackDown the right move for Randy Orton? I would say yes. Uh, he's clearly going to be feuding with Roman Reigns. Right. No, of clearly course. Going to be that, that was opponent. a selling point. He's going to clearly be his opponent at the Royal Rumble. Right. Also, here's an interesting wrinkle here. We're about to see Randy Orton booked by somebody other than Vince McMahon for the first time in his career. Um. Because yeah, when it's, it's Triple H, though, Triple H knows him so well. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think that makes a difference. It's an interesting thing to me that it's it's going to just be in somebody else's hands 
technically. Um, and I think that after that, I'm curious what Orton does at WrestleMania. Um, right. Okay. So I'm glad you said that. And this is why I pose the question. Because we all know Randy Orton's losing at Royal Rumble to Randy uh, to uh, Roman Reigns. Excuse me. Yes. Like, we all know this. It, it, it sucks because I, I kind of wish he didn't sign with SmackDown. You know, because, like, yes, we all know the selling point was for him to get revenge on the bloodline. It, it was his first thing we come back to. He's out for the bloodline. He's out for the bloodline. What's he after bloodline? Every single one of them. He's coming up with receipts for every single one of them, right? With the form of RKO. Yeah. But you're going to lose, bro. You're going to lose. It's going to be one and done at the Royal Rumble. So how how many weeks do we have to the Royal Rumble? How many weeks do we have for this build up? Like seven or eight at least. Seven or eight. All right. All right. So we have a nice little build. Only for an inevitable, you know, one, two, three after a spear and Roman Reigns music hits and blah, blah, blah. The whole thing happens. We go mm-hmm. off. And uh, then what? Then, yeah. What? What happens next for Randy Orton? Well, here's the WrestleMania? thing. Well, I think at Mania, maybe it winds up being him and Solo. It feels like that would be like the natural pairing unless they want to do Solo and Brock. Um, although that one, I don't know if that's... I don't know if Brock is the guy that, that Solo should be, should be facing. Uh, but to me, also, I think part of the calculation in this is that Randy is going to be Cody's first opponent after Cody wins at Mania. Assuming, assuming Cody wins at him. Yeah. Yes, uh, which I think is, I mean, who knows? We'll see. But I feel like that's a fairly safe assumption. And uh, I think that, yeah, I think Randy is the is the clear, natural best opponent for for uh, Cody coming out of Mania, uh, um, especially depending on what happens at Mania. If they give him like a strong win, I don't. Again, I don't know if that's against uh, Solo. I don't know if that's against like an LA Knight. But then it doesn't uh, make sense though, because then like you gotta think like Randy Orton's going to turn heel before that. I don't know because like you know if if he's facing Solo at WrestleMania, you know he's still after a bloodline. Then what makes him switch and turn heel against Cody? You know what I mean? Like obviously he wants to win he, the championship. He wants to win the championship. He, he still has. I don't know, man. Like it just. I kind of wish. Also, that's a strong. That is a strong first opponent for Cody right after winning the title. No, of and course. Like, hey, listen, storyline too. That story writes itself. Like it, it'll be a great match, great storyline, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. However, like, you know, th- this whole thing with Randy Orton and the bloodline, I wish we send a little bit more here because like, you know, it, it's a good redemption story. You know, Randy Orton just came back after what 18, 19 months being on the shelf at the hands of the bloodline. And like, you know, we want to see Randy Orton take everyone's ass. We want to see him, you know, Climbs way to the top, but we know what's going to happen already. Now you know it. It, it sucks. It's happening at, at this next event, the Royal Rumble, when it's so close to WrestleMania. We just we know whoever Roman's going to face at the Royal Rumble, he's going to win. And it sucks that that it's going to be Orton. I mean that is true, but I feel like if you go through the years, uh, that championship match at at the Royal Rumble is like the. The, the the world champion usually the defending champion usually defends the title at that at that show uh usually right. it's kind of a foregone conclusion very often that match they will use as sort of like an experiment like they'll give somebody a title match that you wouldn't otherwise see a couple of years ago they had seth and roman when they were both heels 
so I think that they know sometimes that that's a little bit of a lame duck match. I just am curious of what it's going to be like the we've story. Seen, going but we've seen match. new champions be crowned at Royal Rumble, though. That has happened. It's happened, but more more often than not, it's the defending champion walks it's, out. It, but right now, it's, it's still pigeonholed with Roman Reigns because it's just like the streak. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ, they're always pigeonholed by Roman. I had a friend the other day who was like, I think he was going to win at Mania. And I was like, if he wins a Mania, I will scream, especially because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there live. If Roman wins at Mania, I'm going to scream. But it's almost like that's the point. It's like the anti-Undertaker streak where the idea of him losing is just like, oh, my God, is he not going to kick out on this one? Um, You know, it's... uh. I just I just think that Orton is going to have that match at the Rumble. It's going to be very predictable. It's going to be a foregone conclusion. And that sucks. And, yeah. And and then he's going to have a nice little feud with Cody after Mania. All right, we'll, we shall see, man. Like, I don't know. I feel bad about, about Roman. I'm saying not Roman. But Randy going into this. It's just like I... I the storyline is a great storyline, but like, how amped can I be for it when I know it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to lose? You know what I mean? That that's pretty such a point I'm trying to make. And you know, hell, if Roman wins again at WrestleMania at this point, then he's just got to go for Bruno's record. My opinion. <laughs> All right, let's wrap things up here with our final thoughts. Kevin, you're the guest. Uh, I think it's just we need to appreciate what an exciting time it is in wrestling because it always it, it hasn't always been like this. We have. One company that is doing amazing things uh, in WWE and stuff that we would have begged for as fans for years and years and years. And you can edit that out. That's fine. And we have another company that uh, we've watched blossom from nothing into being the legitimate viable number two company in the country, in the world. And they're on cable television. And this is just an exciting time. There's so much wrestling out there. Uh, go go see a, go see an indie show, folks. Go watch an indie show. If you see a bald man with a large beard, that's probably me. So come say hi. He does great film work, too, by the way. Um, I, I, you know, to, to echo what you're saying, yes. You know, a lot of these talents that we talk about, right? You know, for the MJFs, for the Marina Shafirs, for their Austin Theories, Willow Nightingale, uh, you know, and I use these names specifically because those wrestlers have once wrestled in BCW ring. Recombination Wrestling is in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Next show is coming up January 20th, 2024, called Welcome to the New Year. My champion, the BCW Women's Champion, Vicious Vicky, will be in action. Of course, I will be there. Uh, you never know when you go to these indie shows, the stars of tomorrow could be wrestling right in front of your eyes in a local intimate setting, such as indie wrestling. The beauty of it, I love it, man. It's it's a good vibe, and it, it's always uh, it's always cool to see people like you know you share the locker room with, you get to know, and you see them crushing it on the main stage. Yes, and one one last thing about that show. Also, shout out to uh, the main event of that show, which will be. Uh, Friends all around of the show and friends of ours, uh, Anthony Gangone and Mr. Darius Carter against Jay Bougie and Face. Uh, Monster so- match! Monster match! Oh man, what a way to what a way to start out the new year, right? 
God damn. If you don't know what we're talking about, I suggest you go to Bree Combination Wrestling's YouTube page. They, they fill you in here as far as how it all went down, what's going on there. Um, basically, it, it, it's a storyline that's been taking place for almost a year, and it's all Over coming to a head. Yeah. Over a year. It's very good storytelling, and it's all coming to a head. January 20th. 2024 welcome to the new year bcw at richfield park new jersey the mecca if you will um but yeah dude totally pumped about that pumped about 2024 in general man like kevin like this this is my last time probably going to see you before the holidays you have any plans uh i will be back in san francisco in a couple of weeks i will be with family and uh might also be working on an interesting project there uh, but I can't say more than that, so stay tuned. Ooh, okay. Wrestling related or non? One wrestling, actually, it's two projects. One wrestling related, one non wrestling related. Okay, okay. We're gonna have to talk off the air. Yes. <laughs> no, that's exciting, man. Good for you. Speaking of San Francisco, you gotta be pumped. Forty Niners killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Eagles Niners game will have happened by the time this comes out. I think. Yes. Uh, so hopefully they beat them by 40, but my prediction is the Niners do well for three to three and a half quarters, and then the Eagles make it a game, and we'll see. We'll You're see. sour. You're sour in the Niners this year. Um, I have a lot of respect for this Eagles team. I that's what it, that's what it really is. I don't have a lot of respect for some of these other teams. When we beat the Cowboys, I was very like Shanahan has plays very well against their coaches historically. Uh, but this Eagles team is very good. It's uh, but they're not they sort of, they're not the same Eagles as last year. They they are beatable. Like you know, Jalen Hurts does tend to t- turn it on in the fourth quarter, uh, as you kind of put it before. Um, you feel like the 49ers are going to play well for the first three quarters, fourth quarter. You think it's going to be Jalen Hurts' show all over again? I don't necessarily see it that way. I think 49ers are the more complete team. I, I think when healthy, they are the best team in the NFL, and right now they are fully healthy. Yeah, well, hopefully they stay healthy. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, ideally... It's a long season. It's a long season. Yes, it, it very much is, and ideally, hopefully, everybody comes out of the game fine and healthy on both sides, preferably on the Niners' side. But hopefully, everybody's okay. Hopefully, the Niners win, uh, and yeah, we'll see. I'll either be watching this next week and be like, "Damn right, they won," or be sighing. So we'll you see. Know, either way, the, the, I feel like the 49ers are going to be going to playoffs. Uh, I'm sure these teams will play each other again in the playoffs somehow, some yep. way. Yeah. Uh, and that, that'll be the one that really counts. But Kevin, dude, love you, my man. Thank you so much for coming on uh, and, you know, being a fill-in here for Michael J. Putty. Putty, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed your wedding, whatever you were doing. I don't know what you were doing, dude. I really don't care. This is my time now. It's my show. Uh, speaking of which, you can check me out at uh, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. You can also see uh, old interviews of Shot of Wrestling. You can see old episodes as well. Uh, you know, follow along the journey. Like, subscribe. Follow us on all forms of social media at Shot of Wrestling. In the meantime, this is Mark Schwann saying peace out, everyone. Later, guys. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. <laughs> 
They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>